like one day, every day, uh, because of we had entire grade levels wiped out with teachers and paras and contact tracing and everything. It was it was logistical nightmare. Um, so I I said, look, I'm I'm totally I'm healthy, you know, knock on wood, right? I'm healthy. My kids are are healthy, but the the preschool teachers are positive and contact traced, so they're closed down. I'm more than capable and willing to teach from home um, and not put a, a, a bigger strain on finding a sub for me. Right, and yeah. they, because if all my students, it's hard as a specialist um, because I have in-school responsibilities. Each class comes every 30 minutes as a new class. And so they won't let me uh, teach from home because if something were to happen and my kids are at school and I'm at home, I can't handle it. So it's, um, you know, luckily my district is still offering, even though um, like the COVID leave and all that FFRCA um, has expired, our district is still giving everybody up to five COVID days. I mean, that's, I guess, somewhat helpful, especially for you this week. But I mean, you know, it's, if this was 1934, you would just bring your kid to to school with you and he would sit there in the corner while you taught her. He would yeah. st- sit in the row and participate in your class. But I, yeah, well, unfortunately, it's, it can't be that easy. Yeah. I mean, I, I at the beginning of the school year, Governor Baker um set up like, hey, teachers, if you need to bring your kids to school, you can with district, um, uh, with the district okaying it. My district, because we were trying to get so many kids in and we were hybrid, the district felt as though we're already maxed out given six feet of distance and an amount of people in a classroom. We don't want to add your children to that so our district said no we can't do that so you know that seems like a, a silly response to that when i mean honestly you shouldn't be in school till at least all the teachers are vaccinated i understand they don't want to wait for all those kids but at least until the teachers and the bus drivers and the custodial staff and the front office people like you can't i don't know how they expect any of you to be in a building with a bunch of snotty kids literally snotty kids sneezing all over you until until that's done daryl you got you got a nice little playoff beard going there that looks good <laughs> and welcome to sports plus show with big d baker and joe uh so here you are sports plus show with baker big d and joe uh i'm calling i'm uh, hosting show from western mass and uh, in a cold uh, 21 degree day uh matt is also uh, in western mass good morning matt good morning everybody how are we doing today so we've got a big uh it, might we go two weeks in a row with with just sports We've we've got a pretty big uh, sports weekend coming up here, and also there were a lot of interesting sports storylines going on this past week that uh, I think we could touch upon. What do you think, Joe? Let's see. I, I'd love to give it a shot. There's a you know, what do you want? We were going to talk about the stimulus bill. Let's let's we can give that a couple of weeks. 
Uh, yeah, but it it, it is nice though just let's make the remark that it is nice not to be in complete crisis mode every time we hear the white house released a statement today you know it, it is it does seem like we very quickly have gone back to some sort of normal at least in that respect Gravity actually works. Yeah, it, it, for me, for me, I'll just say this: Look, it's it's not a reality show. Our country's not being run in on a reality TV show. Um, and and you know, personally, I, I I'm for that. Again, it's it, I I think we can get back to debating policy and and not in the the muck of a reality TV show. Unfortunately, I am, you know, yeah, yeah. And that's it. It's Sports Plus. So there we go. Well, and and I will also say I'm grateful. Ordinarily, I, I want to see new faces everywhere in in the when the new administration takes over and starts appointing people. But it is comforting that they've brought along a lot of people who worked for Biden and Obama. It's, it seems like it'll give us. It, there's there's a little bit of shortcutting that can be done with those people because of their experience and their connections that bring in a ton of new people may not have, have offered. So, so we'll see. All right. Enough. No, it's a, we have com- we have competent people and I'm sorry, but I got to mention a little politics, which is, uh, you know, I'm sorry. The, you know, the, the Republicans, not all of them, but many of them are really uh, disgracing themselves. And right now, and the other thing is, is that Trump should be impeached. I know it's not going to happen, but he really should because that that this January 6th uh, thing was totally caused by him. Totally. It was an, that's a non-event. That is just, you know, uh, 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 signing the papers after you've already closed on the House. That's that's all it is. And so that was that was a terrible, terrible time in American history. And so he should pay for it. He won't probably. And uh, that's all I need. To I say. mean, I agree that he deserves to be convicted for, for that, but I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, and I understand there is a consequence that he, you can't just not, you can't just ignore, you can't let, you can't let a president uh, break the law and get away with it. And just because it happened at the end of his term and just because he's not in office anymore has nothing to do with it. There's like a, it's just sort of like, I mean, Matt, you know, we, we deal with young kids. If the kids do something really unfortunate at the end of the period, you still have to deal with it. Yeah. You still have to chase him down the hall and and talk to him. Yes, uh, I, I, look, I, I I'm in agreement with both of you on this, and I I, I try really hard not to get uh, political advice from memes, right? But <laughs> I, I try really really hard. I did. That's that's a good that's a good yeah. policy. You Solid, should stay yeah. with that. But I saw this and it, and it raised a point, and and you know maybe it's it's a wrong one, but nonetheless, um, Osama bin Laden didn't drive the planes into the World Trade Towers, but he was responsible for him, and we dealt with him, right? President Trump didn't storm the Capitol. He was responsible for yeah. it. He should be held accountable. That That is how I feel. Um, he, he did everything he could to make other people do that for him. Um, and I, I, I agree with both of you. You know, I, I don't... Um, 
it, it's politics at its worst when mm. it's just hypocrisy and in, in politics. And, and that's, that's whether you're left or right, that that's what I struggle with um, because it makes me feel like the leaders, they don't have any morals or ethics. They just play their party line. And, and I, I'm, I'm, that's what I struggle with because then it, it, it's not about fundamentals or, or, um, you know, <clears throat> making decisions based on what you feel is the right way. It's basing decisions, you know, play, toe in the company line. And, and, you know, I, I just think that's. Well, and, and the company line too is guided by the interests of corporations. Now they're, they're not serving, you know, it's, it's not since the sixties really has the, government acted to serve the people. But I think, you know, the, the thing is with Trump, I do want to see him held accountable, but I don't think I'd rather see him go to prison. Like I'd rather see him actually prosecuted for some of the things he did while he was in office, this, you know, this among them, but I mean, there were, there were, you could, you know, throw a dart at the calendar and find a, a violation of something that, that he could be tried for. So I'd rather see that happen than this. Cause it does seem, Again, if he runs in 2024, he won't even win the Republican nomination. So I, I oh, I don't know about that. I do not know about no, that. No. Um, but well, I think because the party the, the party doesn't owe him anything anymore. So I think if he tries to step yeah, back but up, no, but they're all afraid of him. They're all afraid not, they of him. Won't be, it's unbelievable. Won't be and the reason they are is he controls this base. And this base is not a hundred percent of the Republican vote, but it's kind of like it's kind of like if you remember when the Tea Party was causing so much problem in the Senate uh, or the House, wherever it was, uh, just because when you're a solid percentage, you can't offend them. It, and look at what happened. Look at um, you know people that. Uh, so yeah, I I hope you're right, and that's why I think. We need to do something and, and, and make it happen. But here's what I was um, thinking. And, and <clears throat> I, I, I admit, I think you both of you are, are probably better versed in politics than I am. But here's what I was thinking. And I wouldn't put past Trump to run as third party independent. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I actually think and, and this is where I, I think it would sue if, if you if you are playing politics, if you are a Republican, I almost think Trump is the worst thing that could happen to a Republican party in the sense that it's going to split that Republican party and all but hand the Democrats um, a victory in the next election. Like re regardless, right. Wouldn't you think he would. If he runs third party. Know, yeah. If he runs as an independent or as a libertarian yeah, or yeah, whatever. No, the yeah, third yeah. party, Ross Perot, they've always caused problems. Right. But, no, but um, let me just finish my. So yeah, I, I almost think if you're a Republican, why wouldn't you want him impeached to get rid of that? Absolutely, so now you can get I agree. Republicans absolutely. and Democrats, especially yeah. if you're one of these senators that wants to run in 2024. That's what I'm thinking. You know, yeah. but, right, but the thing is, you saw it with that creep Holly and and with the super creep Ted Cruz that they don't want they want trump's base they feel that that oh. is important and that's why oh. like i blame oh, i blame god. january 6th on holly singly because 
the way this was set up, you know, the House was making lots of noise. They were going to cause problems on uh, January 6th. And, and you know, you guys gave rightly gave me credit for telling you about it way in advance. Um, but the thing was, they needed a senator to also step up and protest. If a, sen if a, if a senator had not stood up to protest, nothing would have happened. Nothing would have happened. And no senators stood up, and all of a sudden, Hawley stood up. As soon as Hawley stood up, Cruz tried to slime his way in there. And, that, and though, get Darryl, I mean, if you're blaming Hawley solely, then Trump shouldn't be impeached if it's Hawley's, you know what I mean? Like, so... No, I no, I no, I hear what you're saying. Yeah, but no, but the thing was, if Holly had not stepped up, the, it, it, there would have been there, there couldn't have been a protest. In other words, it had to be somebody in the House and somebody in the Senate. So if no senators, and they almost did it, it was a sort of at the last minute that Holly stepped up. So, um, and you know, I'm sorry, he was pumping his fist to the protesters. So, you know, I mean, I think. I don't think anybody who wanted people to march to the Capitol envisioned the incredible scene that was going to happen. Um, but at the same time, it's kind of, you know, I, I think some uh, of those people who showed up in bulletproof vests with, you know, multiple firearms, I think they expected that to happen. I think yes. maybe nobody yeah. on the podium, you know, but then you light that fire, you're responsible for, for whatever it burns down. So. Hey, hey, not bad for a no, no, for a sports only show. We're at 15 minutes in. And we're, we're just about ready for sports. Let me totally pull it with switching here. And I know I don't want to get into another heated debate. Is Tom Brady the greatest here? But let me. Because oh, oh, no, 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 no. there hasn't been enough Tom Brady conversation in sports media in the last week. Great. Let me. Great. I, I, I heard this. I heard this coming home yesterday on the Rob Dibble show on ESPN radio. And, and it was one of those like aha moments for me where it's like, we're, we're celebrating Tom Brady, but almost kind of missing the mark on where we're giving him kind of credit because Joe, you are right. He, he's not been lights out. He has not been, you know, throwing, he's not 20 to 25, 500 yards, three touchdowns in the playoffs. He's not, but he is still 43, 20 years doing this. And, and here's the point he brought up. And, and this is where I think we need to be giving credit to Tom Brady for this, the, the physical, mental sacrifices that he's making to keep his body where it needs to be for this long to, to still be playing at a, at a competitive, decent level. You, you, right. You remember Chad Johnson, Chad yeah. Ochocinco, Ochocinco, yeah, yeah, right. He was, uh, I don't know. You could probably debate top five wide receiver in his prime. It was a very short yeah. prime, very short prime. But I do remember um, when the Cincinnati Bengals were on hard knocks, they kind of, they did a couple episodes highlighting Chad Johnson and, and, you know, he comes into um, Marvin Lewis's office and he's eating French fries and he's like, man. And Marvin Lewis is like, Chad, you need to stop eating fast food before practice. And he's like, coach, I love my fries. I love my fries. He had McDonald's every day and he had four year prime. Tom Brady is eating avocado ice cream. 
And so it just, it does look Tom, Tom, Tom Brady, legitimately Tom Brady eats the blood of younger, younger people. That's, that's what, that's <laughs> how Tom Brady has done what he has done. You, there's some lab in his basement where they are harvesting like paper boys and missing children from all over Massachusetts. That's how, that's how he's doing it. However he's doing it though. But it, it, it did make me take a step back and be like, you know what? It, it guys like LeBron James who, has played an extra three years just in playoff games. And, you know, he's, he's my age. He's the same age as me. I can't get out of bed and walk to the bathroom without, you know, half a dozen cracks. And I'm, I'm 36. And it just, the, the amount, the sacrifice that a Tom Brady, a LeBron James, guys who do it 20 years, um, it is incredible. And, you know, Chad Johnson at, at wide receiver, uh, you know, I don't want to offend any wide receivers out there listening, but that's kind of like, it's a very fluffy kind of football position, right? You, you maybe get 10 passes thrown to you. You get hit 10 times. You're not a running back in three car accidents a week. You get hit, you get hit really you hard. Get, you can get, but it, it might happen to you once a game where if you're a lineman or a linebacker or a running back, for example, you're, you're taking those collisions every play. I mean, you see running uh, receivers, quote, block on um, some running plays where they just sort of jog towards the sideline. And, stay up, right? yeah, and yeah. I'm not knocking the wide receivers, but just to make my point, if there was ever a position where you thought, hey, if you take care of your body, you can have sustained success that position is the wide receiver position. And then you look at a guy like a Chad Johnson who, and he's not the only one, but you know, I'm eating McDonald's before practice. I love my French fries. Well, yeah, you're going to have a five year all pro career as opposed to, Hey, if you take care of your body, if you make that sacrifice, it's not easy. There's a, but, and, but this is why Tom Brady's the goat because he can make that sacrifice I, 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 I get that, you know, he's greater because he's done this, you know, to, to a, you know, and to an extent where most have, but I, I kind of question why we give a crap. I'm glad I caught myself there. Why we give a crap that Chad Johnson ate French fries and was, was out of the league in eight years and, and had his blow up. Like that's, he, he made those, you know, I, I feel like if I had ever been talented enough to be a professional athlete, I would have been one of those four year guys who, you know, failed a couple drug tests and, you know, it skipped a bunch of workouts and, you know, missed a couple of training camps. So, you know, I, who knows, you know, like you, I, we, we've kind of, we feel entitled to judge these guys sometimes for life choices that have nothing to do with, with their, and we do the same thing for, you know, any, anyone in the public eye, we do the same thing for singers and, you know, actors and, and most, most public figure entertainers. Yeah, you're right. And no, maybe I, I phrased it wrong. No judgment to Chad Johnson. I was using that to illustrate the point where, yeah, because I'm with you. Like I, I'm eating, <laughs> if I, I'm I'm eating junk, drinking junk. You know, um, so there's there no judgment to player, and and I don't hold it against them. Like you should have, you should have a short career. Live your life, enjoy what you yeah. do. I, I was using that to illustrate the point that Tom Brady has made the sacrifice. It makes him happy to do it to eat his avocado ice cream, to, to work out, to spend the time, to, to 
get every edge because his physical skill set, he's not going to run by you. He has to have find the other ways to gain a competitive advantage. His is, is the, the, his body is, is in physically it's in better shape than probably anybody in the NFL. And that was, that's why he's able to do it for as long as he has. You're not supposed to, nor, you know, nor should you, your career, you have a 10 year career as a professional athlete. You're better than what is it? 97% of the rest of the league. Great. Can we, can we, but you know, I think things have changed. People are more serious about training right. than they used to be. You know, um, <laughs> if you go back into the Babe Ruth, Ty Cobb days, you know, no, you they, they you were they were smoking cigarettes before the game, during the game. You don't have to go back that um, far. Go back to the mid-80s. and the, you know, Yeah. 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 I, I was just thinking of Earl Weaver, the, um, the manager, great manager for Baltimore. And uh, he described one of his relievers as a two-pack reliever because he smoked two packs of cigarettes <laughs> while the guy, while the guy t- took so long to get through the. I inning. think, fun- uh, ironically enough, it was the steroid era that kind of changed the physical, actual, literal physical state of baseball when all those guys which actually is an interesting thing that maybe we can get into today is you know should barry bonds be in the hall of fame you know uh should those people uh be in barry, bond, but, barry um, bonds was great before he he, he would have he would could god when you see the way he looked when he started with I, the pirates I, I, the, he was a beautiful athlete he was and, just thin and, and and wiry and you know uh it's a it's really sad to look at him in the later part of his well, career. But he was just as dominant when he was skinny. So I think you, you can yeah. very comfortably say that he would have had hall of fame numbers and a hall of fame career had he never done a drop of anything. And I think the other thing is you kind of, I hate to say this, but you kind of have to excuse anyone who played in that era because so many players were doing it that if you didn't, right. you were behind. And there were even, you know, some of these players that got caught up in this would, technically were using these things before they were banned. And then there was that little right. kind of shade. And it was sort of the same in bicycling in the, in a professional bicycling. That that, was, you know, they all, that was, that's like seven year stretch. Took, that was ridiculous. They yeah. all took it. And yeah, but listen, I, before we uh, move on too far, I do want to say something about LeBron James and, you know, the thing that's amazing about him. So in, I think it was 2012, he was on that Miami team with Dwayne Wade that was so spectacular and he was great. And I think they won two championships. Um, And so what is it now? It's 2021. It's nine years after that. He's better. He's a better player now than he was. He can hit three pointers much better. He's a terrific passer. And, you know, how do you, how do you, how he was probably the best player in basketball at, in 2012. And now he's considerably better and he's, and he's old. I, you know, he's a phenomenon that I don't think we'll see all that often. And I don't think that Brady is Brady's a really good athlete, but I don't, I don't think he's getting better like LeBron. No, And, and Brady peaked, 
you know, a few years ago, he's maintained, but yeah, what we've seen out of LeBron James, and this is, you know, it's, this is a guy too, who's had the pressure of being the one being the new, the next Jordan since he was in, you know, a teenager, since he was 14 years old. So I think we, right, you right. got, you got to give him credit on both ends for the, and, and we, we do enough, you know, we do enough praising of LeBron James here, but you got to give him credit on, right. on both ends on the, you know, the human side and on the, the actual, literally, well, the and, and, side. And, you know, and for really being one of the first athletes that really spoke up the first of his generation, there were many who, who did this, you know, in the sixties and seventies, and he's, I think echoing right. them because there was this long stretch of, you know, Republicans buy sneakers too. And, you know, just to stay non-controversial. So right. Michael Jordan. Yeah. yeah so you, you yeah. can give him, you know, all the credit in the world for that. And as far as his, you know, this, he could have been the MVP. It's, it's almost gotten to the Jordan like status where they have to give the MVP to the second best player. And like he should have won it last year. He's, he would be running away with it this year. It's, this has been a strange NBA season so far. There's been a lot of, they've been pretty COVID safe, but there have been a ton of, of just plain old injuries. So, I mean, I don't know, like the, the Blazers are missing their entire starting five, their entire starting five from the opening day last season is hurt now. So there's stuff, but wait a minute, but it's not, it's not COVID. No, it's not COVID. They're all basketball injuries and they're, they're starting their B team and they beat, they just beat um, Philly by 25 points starting their second team. So it's really, I, I don't know if, if the short break and the weird season last season threw everybody off, but it really seems hard to predict day to day, game to game, week to week, who's, who's good and who's not. The standings are a little bit upside down. Uh, the, the one thing, the one thing we need to mention, um, you guys were both wrong about James Harden. He's leading the league in assists, 12 and a half assists a game. They're they're the best they're the best team in the league right now. Wait, wait, wait a minute, who is Brooklyn? Brooklyn? He's he's doing the best team in the league right now. Um, I don't know. The Lakers are pretty tough too. But well, two things I, to your point with the injuries, and I think this this is similar to the injuries that we saw in the NFL this year. Um, and and we alluded to it, right? Your body is a temple, and you got to take care of your body. And I think having any time a professional athlete is so in tune to their workout schedules and their routines and, and, you know, everything they do, the shortened off season, a delayed start, you know, maybe, maybe that had something to do with it. Um, You know, I I do believe the reason we saw so many ACLs, high profile ACLs in the NFL is because they didn't have a, um, you know, a 24 seven eyes on them during the preseason. And so it's not like they didn't take care of their bodies, but did they do everything that they normally do? Did they give their bodies enough rest in between seasons? Um, And then look, James Harden, man, he's (laughs) (laughs) look, they might win a championship this year, but I I will stay 
I'm stubborn. Wait, wait, wait. No, no, no. You can't say, you can't say, the, you can't criticize him for not winning a championship <laughs> and then say if he wins a championship, ah, it doesn't matter. He's still. still <laughs> <he's>, uh, <laughs> hold on, hold on. If they win a championship this year, who's the alpha dog on that team? James Harden or Kevin Durant? What does it matter? Durant. What does it matter? Is Dwayne that, Wade not a champion? Because he right, won right. Exactly. What does yeah. it matter? No, I mean, because my point was always he he can't be the alpha dog that wins it. His style, his he is not the alpha dog that can win a championship. Who? How many of those players have been have have there been in in NBA history who are going to take any team to to a championship? Right. Two. That that's who. Three. That, you want to count Bill Russell? There's three. No, but but that's where I, I don't know. Of course, you always well, like, need role players and you need to have a good team. You need to have a new coach, but that's in the NBA. Um, this is off the top of my head. So it might be wrong. In the last like 30, 35 years, there's been like nine teams, nine that have won a championship because in the NBA, if you do have that alpha dog male, you're going to win. There's a reason why before every NBA season, you can say what teams are going to be there. You could pick the, the top six teams in the NBA, because you know, Steph Curry, he's healthy. His team's there. Oh, KD, he's there. Oh, LeBron James, he's there. Like, you know, who's going to be good in the NBA. Okay. So wait, who, which, which one of KD or Curry gets credit for the Warriors championships? Cause you can't give it to both. Apparently you can only have one alpha. So one of them doesn't get credit for those. Kevin Durant, what, when Kevin Durant was on the golden state Warriors, he was their number one. They, the team, they have said that. So Kevin Steph Curry, so you're saying Steph Curry doesn't get credit for the They won before Durant. Yeah. Right? They, Didn't they win before yeah. Durant? And they'll win after him. They'll, yeah. they'll win again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I actually, I think, I think they could. What, what I'm saying is James Harden, they might win. I mean, they, he, they should win. How, you've got Kevin Durant, James Harden, and Kyrie Irving. I've but never you're, said you're James setting, Harden is a bad you're, player. You're setting a moving bar that's impossible to reach from the beginning, and that's you can't you you can't keep shifting the 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 the, the priorities or the the criteria for for what makes a player a yes or a no, you know, a champion or not a champion, and because you at, with that argument, you could argue. For any, there's not a team other than, again, other than LeBron James, who we need to separate in all these arguments. There's not, there hasn't been a champion in the last, probably in the last 35 years that only had one, one player. They've all had at least two of these guys, whether it was Elijah Wan and Drexler or Lambeer and Isaiah Thomas, they've all had, you could call, you know, there's a, maybe a 1A and a 1B, but no one's done it alone. Other than right, even Jordan I, I wouldn't have won without Pippen. So, so I, I don't know how you can limit things to th- that alpha dog. That just it, that's okay. Yeah. So since since um, you got me all fired up, again, Joe, man. you've been so generous about Brady and this show. I'll, uh, I'll I'll eat a little crow on Harden. I've been trying to see the good side of him and he is he is a really really talented it's it's amazing um and so you know um i hate to see i i don't like the i don't like a people that stand and dribble all the time and that's 
he does that a lot. And that's sort of, so it's like, it's kind of like you don't like a painter for a certain reason because you, you know, you just don't like what his, his or her stuff looks like. That's sort of what it is. It's a style thing. I like running up and down, running up and down, running up and down. And um, so it's, um, that's where my problem is. But um, I'm with you. Yeah. I'm with you there. And it looks like we lost Joe. I think his, uh, this in the world. <laughs> Did we insult him too much? So, hey, I, yeah, hey we, James Harden is horrible. Nobody's going to debate. <laughs> Before uh, Joe's probably going to be back in a few minutes. Before we get off the NBA, though, Daryl, courtside Karen. Now, that is pretty weird, isn't it? This is a bizarre story. Um, totally so, bizarre. So you should tell, because only, I mean, I only heard about it because I kind of like this show called The Jump. It's about professional basketball, and I kind of watch that occasionally. And that's the only reason I even knew that this story existed. And the thing was, there's not, there hasn't been too many courtside um People on the court side, you know, there hasn't been people down. It was, and what was it in Atlanta? So yeah, the, the LA Lakers were playing in Atlanta. Atlanta has allowed courtside fans. Um, I don't know at what capacity. I don't know how many, um, but they have allowed courtside fans. And long story short, LeBron was kind of getting heckled by this guy. Um, and he apparently had said something back to him about, hey, man, like, you know, steroids. You know, he, he made a comment back to him, kind of giving it back to this Atlanta fan. And then the guy's wife and, you know, the guy's wife totally went off and you know, beep, you beep, beep. I will, you know, swearing, cussing them out. And the the woman got kicked out. LeBron James has come out and he kind of was like, yeah, she was mad, but you know, I don't think she should have been kicked out. But for me, it's interesting. You know, if the NBA, you're allowing fans to sit courtside and they're pulling their masks down to yell at the players. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And at what point do you as the NBA think hey, hey guys, I lost my lost my internet connection. So, hey, sorry. You gotta, Joe, you gotta pay your bills, man. <laughs> <laughs> Daryl, all I all I heard was you got to the point where you were um apologizing to me for something. So <laughs> I forgot. I forgot what that was, but <laughs> if I think of it, I'll, I'll bring it up again. Right now, we're talking about this crazy courtside Karen story, and um, Matt really? sort of really. Matt, let, let Matt frame it. He's just he's he's just a, sort of describing what happened. So, but and the thing is to go back one second. I think that. The uh, husband was doing more than heckling. I think he was um, uh, he oh, was yeah. swearing pretty profusely. I I believe, yeah. you know. So yeah. that that's was, that, that's beyond heckling. I think um, he was going at LeBron pretty hard. Yeah. From what I read, LeBron made a, a comment back to yeah. him. Yeah. And then the wife went off, 
And I, I, it's probably uh, because you only have fans courtside, you're probably not drowning out a lot of noise. Like, you know what I mean? It probably uh, highlights one person screaming a lot. But again, like I see this as if you're the NBA, you've got to protect your players. And I know if, look, if you want to say, all right, teams, if you, if you, you have a right to make money, but to put fans courtside and sort of not 100, dude, like you, you pull your mask down to breathe. I mean, you're just endangering your employees, your, your players. And as from the NBA, I, I, that to me is the issue. Look, you want to put fans up to watch the game, put them back. But to put them courtside. Well, but it must have been for money. Free. It must have been for money, because they must have had to pay a real fortune to sit there on the courtside. I mean, those, those those are really expensive seats. Yeah, but I mean, and the, it, there's a bigger part of it too. And I totally agree, Matt. They they should not be putting fans that close to the court at at all. And they do it for the money. But I think there's the the, the kind of more general idea of the fan entitlement that well i paid whatever six hundred dollars to sit here i i'm gonna get my yelling and i'm gonna get my i'm gonna make sure lebron james hears me and it's just that to me is just ridiculous and i i don't want to give i honestly wish we didn't talk about this at all because i don't want to give those people any more attention yeah. than they've already yeah. earned, and that's all they're out for. Is and that's the, right the woman that's all she's interested in so yeah no but um and, you know, and I do appreciate that afterwards LeBron said, well, yeah, I, did, I certainly didn't like it, but I didn't think that they should have been kicked out. Because what he was saying— well, They should never be allowed in an NBA game ever again. That, no, would, that's fine. That's totally fine. The, um, but, but he's saying that that kind of being on the road and having rabid fans— it's. I think it kind of pumps a lot of players up, and so he he doesn't mind that stuff. But yeah, um, see, I, I am. I I believe there is a line as a fan. Um, but I, I am. I'm that fan who I want to yell and heckle, but be silly about it. Um, you know, I I don't. There is a line. I don't. Again, I don't. I don't know what the guy exactly said it, it what i read he was swearing and and you know he was swearing a lot at lebron um and and it, it's probably it's not drowned out by other noise courtside um so it's probably in his ear but yeah to your point daryl i i've read a lot of athletes actually it's more comfortable to play at home but they feel more energy on the road because they know they're they're hated you know that was Derek Jeter always said that he goes I loved playing on the road in in opposing ballparks because I knew the fans wanted to see me fail um and you know I think that drives a lot of athletes but uh you know we'll see I, I don't know if the NBA is going to rethink their courtside policies or or what but we'll see we'll see yeah I seriously doubt that we haven't seen any of the leagues move towards um you know there's going to be 25 percent capacity at the super bowl right and you know zero capacity you sort of brought up early in the show um the effect of uh advertising and it's just like 
uh, I have to say right now, I mean, I end up, I have a Roku, and I'm, so I'm able to watch most of things by fast-forwarding through the commercials. But even so, yeah. I know every single commercial. I know, you know, it's like, and it's... It's way different than it used to be. You used to have two one-minute commercials. Now you have 15 10-second commercials, and it wears your brain out. In the NFL, after there's a touchdown, there's a commercial break before and after the extra point. Yes. And then after the, and after the kickoff. So you've got two essentially two plays and three commercial breaks. Right. And I, I'm with you, Daryl. I almost can't watch... And it sucks because for the Super Bowl, you can't if you want to kind of be on social media and not have the game spoiled for you, you have to kind of watch that one live. Right. Like if I'm just watching a a midweek Blazers game, I'm going to watch it, you know, on DVR and I'm going to skip through the boring parts of the third quarter. And, you know, but if I'm watching an event, a public event like that, even the championship games, I was behind. I don't know if I mentioned this last week. I don't think I did. I was maybe 10 minutes behind the actual live game and I was on social media and everyone was talking about Brady. He's the greatest of all time. And I was kept waiting for him to do something in the game. And that's, I think part of what fueled my rant last week is for the last, literally the whole fourth quarter of that game, I watched it. When is Brady going to do the thing that, that everyone's talking about? And he stank at the end of that game, like really stank. And it was just, uh, people think he's the greatest because he took a knee. He took a knee better than anyone else. That was a good knee. Great knee. Jamie, no fumbles, but um, so that, that's part of where part of where all that energy uh, came from. Hey, week. by the way, um, I want to compliment your relative last week. He was terrific. Vinny, he was Vinny's terrific. Great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah. And he he would be very enthusiastic to come back on. Yeah. He's got he's got so many stories from his playing time at Notre Dame that that I'm sure you guys would love to hear. And he um, and we could see the family resemblance. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, we we could be brothers. We yeah. passed those brothers. Yeah. He's he's the the one family member that you know. I've always been close to him growing up. We grew up a few blocks apart. We were the closest. And that was New Jersey. In New Jersey, yeah. yeah. His mom and my dad were the two youngest of their six siblings, so they were they were really close. They bought houses. So close to each other. when you hear somebody say New Jersey, is that a positive? thing for you is does new jersey have positive um implications for you how much time you got it's uh (laughs) because it doesn't to me jersey to me is smelly as soon as you leave new york city that smell oh my god and the i guess it's jimmy off his rotting body but man (laughs) it it is so gross oh here's the thing about new jersey 80% 80% of it is beautiful. It's either yeah. shoreline or pine forest or mountains. The whole northwest corner, northwest third of the state is beautiful, mountainous, mountainous areas. But the only part anyone ever sees is that stretch from New York to Philly. Exit which is, 16W. <laughs> and when that's, you know, like that, you talk about that smell, that's kind of where I grew up, not too close to that. Yeah. The, the joke in, in, in Woodbridge is the river caught fire. 
like the river of the Arthur Kill actually caught fire, like an oil slick, you know, situation. But um, so there's, there's, you know, I, you know, I, I understand that the air is smelly and some of the people aren't the nicest, but I will say this, the, you can trust what a New Jersey person is saying to you when they're saying it to you. Not so much with the West Coast folks. Mm. It's a little, everything's a little more layered. There's a little more, a lot more pass, passive aggressiveness in social interactions, which I'm not used to. I'm used to more directness. And even after living my whole adult life out here, I'm still, there's still a lot of New Jersey in me. You guys see it, you know? And uh, so that's not, you know, I'm kind of stuck in between because I'm, I'm not, I still quite don't fit in out here, but I, when I go back there, I've slowed down enough and kind of altered things enough that I don't quite feel comfortable there either. So, uh, but it's that's a that's a really complex question because I've got a lot of tremendous memories from going down to the shore and you know mm. just the, the typical memories that the typical nostalgia that anyone has for their the, the place where they grew up. But there are you know there are also some things that in my childhood that aren't so fun and that I spent my entire life, adult life trying to get away from, which is why I live 3000 miles across the country. Uh, but I do, I have always felt more comfortable out here. I don't know. You guys, have you guys spent much time on the West coast? I, I visited on the West coast. Um, I've never, never spent any substantial time there. I'm, I'm born in Connecticut, tri-state area, moved to mass after college and been here. So I'm, New England, but you know, it is, it, it, New England is its own breed of people. Um, <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, and I've always felt as though, I don't even know if my personality is, is totally New Englander. I, I would like to go. No, you're, you're, you're not nearly enough of an a-hole to be a, a typical New Englander. Yeah. And, and I just, I, I'm a slow down kind of, that's, you know, that's, that's me. I'd, I'd much rather, I don't stress over things. And so, you know, I just, eh, you know, we'll see how it goes. Um, I, I belong, I, I probably, my personality probably belongs in another country, but uh, <laughs> maybe more like uh, down South kind of slow, let things live and let live. That's kind of, I don't know. That's me. Yeah. The South, that's a whole different level of passive aggressiveness smile and say one thing mean another that's, mean another thing. that's yeah, i don't like that I, i'm not like that either you know if you want to I've, I've always said to people don't ask me a question if you don't want to really hear my answer <laughs> um, yeah the, the southerners are no more comfortable than the west coasters with the new jersey yeah. directness where where on the west coast did you visit where would you go california We've been santa monica um LA. My cousin um, worked out in LA. Actually, he's out out there now. Um, but he, I went out to visit him uh, maybe ten years ago or something like that. We went to the ESPYS um, out in LA. That was actually that was a fun fun weekend. Um, spent time. They had the beach volleyball tournament over there in Santa Monica. I don't. What is it? The Santa Monica Beach? Is that what it's called? Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, spent time there. It was nice. It was fun. 
how about like have you seen any of like the the vast part of the west like colorado wyoming no that's that's my we've been talking about it especially with covid and vacations and stuff and i still i want to maybe we might just rent an rv one summer um but that that is if i ever hit the that would be great for your kids that would be great for your kids yeah, we. I, my... I just want to see the country, and 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 that's another thing in New England. I feel like you know you don't get you don't ever have time to appreciate the the environment. You know, I want to show them the Grand Canyon, the mountains, land. You know, I want to go to Yellowstone. That's I want to take. That's where I want to take my kids, and uh, so. And that's the thing you 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 can't give them the sense of vastness that you start to encounter once you hit you know Nebraska you know once you get to the middle of the country. When in 1976, I was five, Sue would have been seven, Cindy was a year and a half. My parents, I don't just know how they did this, but they put three of us in the station wagon and drove from New Jersey to L.A two weeks out and I think a week and a half back. Yeah, we, was, we did the same thing in a Rambler station wagon, three kids. Oh my God. Man, I was five and I still remember things from that trip that, yep. that changed my life. And my dad's probably going to hate to hear this, but that's that trip is probably a big part of the reason that I've spent most of my adult life moving around the country and driving around the country. Why? Why? I so you just like to find new places? Yeah, and yeah. I, just to, to see, and it's honestly, at this point in my life, I've covered, I mean, I've been to all 48 states that you can drive to, you know, multiple times. I, I've probably been on every major interstate in the country at some point. Like, there's not. So there's you're not a truck a, driver. You're a big rig hauler. I, you know? I, I may as well. I may as well have been. But you know, uh, some of it was for was for photography work. Uh, some of it was for radio work. You know, to cover cover UMass stuff. But most of it's just been for fun. And I I, I wish. God, that I, was fun, Joe, I, wasn't it? The uh, UMass broadcasting those games and all that stuff. That was that was really yeah. fun. I really, I really miss doing live games, and now it's funny because so many of them are being done remotely. There may be chances to do that. You know, it is kind of odd, isn't it? There, you know, it's sort of like because the the way way back, you know, when there wasn't TV and all that, people used to um, basically send out uh, uh, like uh, over the wire, send out plays and scores yeah, yeah. and then there would be announcers that would get that information and then pretend like they were broadcasting live it was hilarious and with the with the blocks of wood to make the sound <laughs> of the ball hitting the bat yeah yeah. yeah 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 so listen we got 10 minutes left and we've actually talked a lot about sports um that's awesome uh we've got to do our super bowl prediction though. that's i know and i was trying to figure out why i like oh. predictions so much because I'm always asking you guys for predictions. I don't know why I like them so much, but I, I think it's just that I, I always want to hope that one team wins or not, you know, especially when I'm not that interested in really either of these teams. But, um, you know, so I think Kansas City is just unstoppable. That's my feeling. I, I don't know why they're only a three-point favorite. I, you know, match the teams up, quarterbacks or not, Brady or not. 
I, I, Kansas City seems a couple of touchdowns better than Tampa Bay. And I don't know, We've people have kind of undervalued Kansas City all year, which seems silly because they won 13 games, right? I mean, Something like that, they were, yeah. They were number one seed. They were, they're the returning champs. They didn't lose anybody. I don't know why. They now, what's, the, um, what's the coach's son's problem? He, he had a little drinking or something? Uh, isn't that Andy oh, Reid's son? Car got accident. Huh? Oh, a car accident. Oh. Andy Reid's his son, he was a coach. I, th- I think it was Andy Reid's and, uh, son. He was an outside linebacker's coach um, and got into a car accident leaving. Two I, kids I mean, injured. I don't wanna, yeah, it had to do with minors, so I want to make sure I get it right. Yeah. I don't want to misspeak here. Um, but I, I think it was um, leaving a, a young child in critical care. Um, and then that might – that something like that can play a, a role. Yeah. Um, and uh, Britt Reed, the Chiefs outside linebackers coach, Britt Reed, son of Andy Reed, was involved in a multi-car crash that left a five-year-old with life-threatening injuries. Oof. Hopefully, you know, all sports aside, hopefully the kid and everybody else who was involved in that is, is you okay. Know, but. And the thing is, it's, it's you know, sort of a lot, you know, we end up talking about, you know, LeBron and Harden, you know, uh, and the thing is, the one, I love sports, and I, it bothers me that people's legacy is only measured in, did they win everything? You know, did they, were they the ultimate champion? And I just don't, I don't buy that. I'm sorry. Because... You know, you can be great, and you know, to to actually win something is takes so many fortuitous bounces, you know, along the way, and, and so and so many things that 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 it, no player has any control of. Right. You know, the franchise. You can't you can't discredit Patrick Ewing for not winning a championship with the Knicks when they were owned by the Dolans. You know, they're, they're, <laughs> right. yeah, and that's you know, and that's where I feel like we, you know we're going to do this to poor James Harden, who's going to completely adapt his game on a new team, remain one of the five most valuable players in the league, but completely change how he's, he's playing his game so he can win a championship, and then we're going to criticize him because he went to a team that already had two great players on it. And see, that was my criticism for Durant. I don't think he should have gone to Golden State. You know, they were already loaded before he went there. But you know what? So what? But we don't. no one criticizes LeBron for doing that in Miami. Right, I know it. I know it. And so, uh, you know, and then it's it's Matt, the thing that you always – I think in my my interpretation of what you think, I think – think is that um, you don't think that players should be able to call the team they play on. Is, is that right? I just think players, I, I think players should be able to move, but when you, you sign the contract, I, I just, I just think when you're in the middle of a mass or two years into a five year, six year deal, and then you're like, eh, I want out. I did. I, that just, it, Matt, how'd you feel? How'd you feel about Brett Favre's remarks? I oh, I did not like that. Well, if anyone should keep his mouth shut, it's Brett Favre who demanded his way out of two situations. Yes, yeah. no, I'm not a fan. Not a. I, I didn't like that. Um, I, I, you know, but I. It is. 
I, I don't know. It, I, it just it irks me. I get it. I, I understand what players are doing, and and it, but it just irks me. Be, I'd rather see players sign. Like I, I like how LeBron James always did it. One year player option. I'm okay with that. Yeah, I'm totally no, I, okay with that. Yeah, contracts not, are contracts, not, but it's so crazy. Um, you know what? It, I always like to go back in baseball history because baseball and boxing were the only sports when I was a kid, and um, um, and baseball. You know, at the at the end, like Ted Williams, <laughs> Ted Williams, great player. He would go in and Yaki would say, "I'm gonna give you twenty five thousand." And Williams, he just said, okay. There wasn't nothing he could say. Whatever the owner said, that's what the player had to take. So, anyway, in our last four minutes, <clears throat> I, I, I picked Kansas City. I think Joe did. Um, Matt, are, well, you, I, you, are you on you Kansas look, City? Go ahead, Joe. I'll let you, let you go. and then. Well, I, I was just going to say, it's kind of funny because I understand that, like, we have to look for things to root for and things to root against. And so, right. like, it's like when I watch Jeopardy, I arbitrarily pick one of the three players to hate based on <laughs> the first six words that come out of their mouth. Like, oh, I don't like the way this guy smiled at the camera. So I think, like, we can get really nitpicky about it. And that's what kind of makes this stuff fun. But for me, the, root of, the picking someone to root against You've got on one side. You've got Tyree Kill, who's an unrepentant. Lots of bad words I can't say on the radio, and on, on the other side, you've got Antonio Brown, and the the Bucks who've kind of sold everything out. So for that, it's sort of a wash. So I think for me, hating Brady is the tiebreaker. So I'm going to root for Kansas City because I think they're the better team, and I want to see Mahomes win again. You know, who's another guy who's won with? Grace and Mahomes. If if Mahomes does win again, he's the only one that can really uh, come close to Brady's. Uh, He'll be the greatest uh, of all career. time. Brady didn't win twice well, in his first four years. <laughs> so, Joe, I, I totally agree with you. And uh, and look, as a Giants fan, I'm used to not having my team in the playoffs. And and <laughs> so, as Patriot fans, Daryl, you're spoiled. You're like, nope, I want my Patriots. I no. I just was reading the two fourth quarters against the Giants in the Super Bowl that were so painful. Oh, my God. Just reliving them was painful. <laughs> I do the same thing. I'm like, all right, what, what, who's going to make me root for who or who do I dislike most and yeah, things yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. So I always try to create my own storyline <laughs> who I'm going to root for. Really, what it comes down to is I'm rooting for my numbers. I want my numbers to hit. Um <laughs> <laughs> that, that's really it. I want my numbers to hit. But after that, I have to go with I want the Chiefs to win for the sole purpose. I want to be able to continue the conversation of Ken Mahomes. What is he going to do with no more Kelsey when Tyreek Hill? I think they're going to move on from him. And I think they're going to try, you know, like his next contract. I don't know if you pay Tyreek Hill. Um, but they're in so, good shape contract-wise. They've got the, the are, team but, coming but, back. But eventually, right, it's going to be Patrick Mahomes without all these studs around him. And if he loses this game, it's going to be hard to have that conversation of are you the GOAT because Tom Brady's already beaten you head-to-head. So I, I, I think I'm going to be rooting for the Chiefs. But, Stop uh, with the Tom Brady. <laughs> Fifty-three other people on that team. Tom Brady is going to be. That is what the storyline is going to be. I know, but I, I can hate it. Can I hate it? I yeah, hate it. Absolutely. I hate it. 
overrated. But the thing is, you also have to give respect to Brady and his accomplishments. No, I'm done. You get <laughs> no, you have to. You have to. In the last no, minute. He get, he's gotten way more than he deserves. Okay. Uh, no arguments there. No arguments there. But, all right, so we're down to our last minute, guys. So, um, I, Look, I, I'm just going to say this because I know we don't have a lot of time to debate it. I actually think he should have more credit for this year. Of course you do. Not, well, we'll no, I have to buy that, too. But listen, can I bring up one other thing? It's like, you remember— You're killing me, Matt. <laughs> but here, I'll change the subject slightly. Um, bring, bring that up 10 seconds before the end of the show. <laughs> no, we got 30 <laughs> seconds, man. Um, uh, remember when the Super Bowl was pretty much all about the commercials? Like, you couldn't wait to talk about the commercials? I, I kind of like that. I kind of miss that, that, you know, it's not such you, a big you, deal you anymore. You guys are trying to set me off at the end of the show. I hate those people <laughs> who say, oh, I only watch the Super Bowl for the commercials. Suckers, you're suckers you're 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 oh god the worst of america uh, all right we had another fun discussion and uh next week uh joe will uh t- t- keep going on how great brady is so we'll see you next week next week have a good one everybody enjoy the super bowl Bye, guys.